everybody, welcome to Weather Jazz, and this is episode number 123 for Wednesday, September the 16th, 2020. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Brown here. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is going to be part two of a two-part series we started last week in pulling out an old archive interview that I did back in the spring of 2009 with then-retired meteorologist and pioneer of TV meteorology, Don Kent. Don Kent was a longtime meteorologist for WBZ-TV in Boston, whose career in television meteorology began very early, very early, as in the early stages of television. He was essentially a pioneer in the field, and he saw probably more changes in meteorology, especially television meteorology, than any generation, despite the fact that in my generation, the number of changes have been really voluminous, but it's a different kind of change. So, without further delay, let's get right back into the conversation that we started last week in episode number 122. Incidentally, if you're just jumping in right here, stop, go listen to episode 122 first, because episode 123, part two of our conversation with Don Kent will make much more sense and have greater context. Uh, Again, Don Kent passed away a number of years ago now, and only because we had a conversation with the brand-new meteorologist at WBZ, Jacob Wyckoff, in episode 121, did I decide on the fly to go ahead and pull out this interview of Don Kent from the archive. We wrap up our conversation with Don today as we move from his forecasting days in the Coast Guard to a season he enjoyed bringing the science of meteorology to millions of fans on WBZ. Well, I I was all by myself for one year, but I did not do the 11. Okay. I, 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 I came back in the year for seven, 6 and 7 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and then, then we didn't have the nice new roads into Boston to come in fast. And it was an awful drag, and I had, to try, I had no time off. And that that is the story of where Bob Copeland comes in. You haven't mentioned him, but Bob is very important to me. Bob is uh, uh, Bob is one of the people like you that used to li- when he listened to me when he he grew up in Taunton, Massachusetts, and he came to see me when I was on on the Quincy station several times. And I suggested he, he stick with it, and, 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 and lo and behold, he went to Northeastern on the training program that they have in the education, and uh, uh, he got somehow he got some weather in there, and then with that uh, with that degree he got from Northeastern, he went to B, B, uh, he went to uh, uh, MIT, and he majored in weather radar. And he was uh, he was over there during the Worcester tornado when they were looking at Worcester radar, and that was about the Worcester, first time I think a tornado was fully photographed in New England, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, by cameras uh, in weather. And uh, and then, so he 
and another fellow that I can't think of his name now were buddies, and uh, they I had both of them come in together. They were friends. They came in together for an audition the day after they graduated from MIT. That was in I guess fifty six. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was fifty six. I think, and uh, uh, Bob only got through, he stood in front of my map after we were off the air and made believe he was me and, and he, he was able to go for about 25 seconds. He said, oh hell, this isn't for me. And then the other guy tried it. He went for 10 seconds. He wasn't a boss. He said, it's not for him either. <laughs> so Jack Chase, a news direct, news man that I was with all the time, uh, said, Bob, you're hired. <laughs> Don't need help. And so Bob came in and that that's how I learned all about weather radar. Mm -hmm. And Bob had just got his degree in that, and weather radar was brand new. And here I am, a, a novice, no degree of college or anything. And I got a, a smart guy just out of college with his degree in radar, so he checked me out on that. So, oh, phenomenal. Boy, talk about a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, yet in, in, in odd, odd going, I... I, I did other a lot of things too when I was in broadcasting. I had the way of getting into things, and I went into solar in a big way. And I was 25 years ahead of everyone in solar, and I got the national prize for the biggest dealer in the country on solar panels and so forth. That's that's a fact. I had a warehouse and I had a store, and the store was in Weymouth. Uh, Jack Chase and I, uh, Jack Chase helped me open the store. We did seminars on solar. We had a solar engineer then that, uh, out of Alaska, of all things. Wow. And uh, we, we did many, uh, many, the reason we got the award is because he did many good government uh, housing projects, big big things that take 100 mm -hmm. panels, you know, on a big roof of a big building. And all that stuff went through me because it, it, I... Uh, I had the reputation. I made it possible for the solar engineer to get some business. Yeah, mm -hmm. the contact. So, and I did. And then the home show with New England home show in Boston was the biggest home show. It was a hell of a year in in March, and uh, and I I went to four of those, and I was featured there doing a solar seminar, solar seminar every half hour uh, in the evening. And I did film for all of the jobs we did. And we built a, a windmills, too. Windmills are a disaster for homes, so don't don't think of <laughs> windmill for a home. Won't do that. they got to be big, and they got to be strong. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They have to stand to win. So that's another thing. That's another sideline I fooled around with. You also well, had um, a line of weather instruments, too. I remember yeah, that's right. Don Ken instruments. <laughs> yeah, and they did. And the, and the guy that... Uh, I, I was doing too many things, and so I couldn't keep handling that, so he took it over, and he made it real big, and he's got a big home now in the British Virgin Islands as a result of it. Wow. And uh, But the company, then he sold the company for maybe a million bucks or something, and, and the, that poor guy's gone broke already. Oh, my goodness. And so that, that's no more. <laughs> we used to be Donkey Instruments, there's no more Donkey Instruments around. Well, if you're going to be broke, you might as well be broke in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's not the one that's oh, okay. the one he sold the company to. Oh, he's always oh, that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he my. sold the company to someone in well, He made out pretty well. He went to Massachusetts. Mm. But they didn't know anything about it at all, and they just thought it would sell a name. But you got to, weather instruments better work, or they're 
I'm going to laugh mm-hmm. long. <laughs> if you don't do them right, you don't do it. Right. So anyhow, that's... Hey, I'm talking too much. Oh, no, this is exactly why we had you on the uh, on the podcast uh, today. If possible, uh, think back for a moment at some of the most memorable moments when you were at WBZ. What are some of the things that come to the surface in your mind? That's, that's what I had to pin down. I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed the entire experience, and I don't know what thing was any better than others. Uh, the, the party they had at the end was absolutely ab- unbelievable. They, they had to hire that whole great deal. You remember the Totem Pole Ballroom in Boston? Yes. In Brighton, Armadale, Charles River. It was a great big old, big old place and a high class place. It became part of the. the uh, now it's a great big international type uh, hotel and they, they hired that whole place and there, were, I don't want, there must have been a thousand people there it was full wow. it was, and uh, they uh, what's his name oh the guy NBC weather guy that was on for so long not not a not a professional weatherman but a nice guy in the morning anyhow oh uh, Willard Scott Willard Scott he, mm-hmm. he was up there hugging my wife and everything else <laughs> He came up and they they made a big deal. It's foolish in a way when you think about it. What what's so important is that right? It was, but, but no, well, I, I just had a, a great experience. We 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 had great respect of, of the well. For instance, uh, in the morning after we'd been there, maybe say ten years in the morning, you know, we used to be on it at half past six, a quarter, or seven, or something like that with Jack Chase and all. Uh, and Jack Chase was is he died several years ago. He's gone now, but he he was a uh, he was a, a pilot in in charge of a, a squad in the planes and based at at South Weymouth Naval Air Station in the Navy. Real great guy. Uh, he he went on had leave every year for a week or ten days uh, down to the air base, and I'd be there alone. And uh, the new, a new manager came in, and this was after 10 years of being on the air. He uh, said, Don, he said, uh, he said, we're thinking of discontinuing this early morning broadcast. No one's listening at this early hour at five minutes to seven for the weather. So he said, we're going to start the programming at seven with the Today Show. So he said, I want you to go in the air. Well, some people say they, they really would miss it terribly and ask for mail and say that, that this is going to be discontinued unless you write in. And we got over 20,000 people writing in. Can you imagine that? Well, I was one of those people watching between 6.30 and 7, uh, 6.45. And yeah, maybe, maybe you remember that, that episode when I did that. And, you know, it it, it, it well, you can't. How can you complain? I I can't complain about anything, and I, but I don't know what to rave about because everything was done so nicely. Yeah. Now I remember Jack Chase too. You mentioned Jack Chase, and uh, uh, he was one of the the long standing figures of the uh, the morning uh, oh, yeah. show era. And uh, and you already told me a little bit about Jack Chase. Uh, how did uh, how did you two get paired up? Oh uh, well, just well, I'll tell you. Uh, Jack was didn't know me from a hole in the ground when I suddenly appeared there. They put me on his show, and I so it took, took it took three or four minutes out of his newscast. And we we were even on those things on the, on the breaks on the Today Show 
when we only had a five minute break and we did do the weather in five minutes if you remember right and jack said hell I, he, 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 he was telling the people there he said hell this is terrible he said i don't have enough time in five minutes to give the news and here you're gonna put it, put it up with the weather and he he was a little mad in the beginning because it it was cutting into his thing. You sure. Know, yeah. You would think. And it was only a week or two after that. He said, he said, oh, he was so unhappy, but he said, this worked out fine. He said, we get along great. So, oh, that's fantastic. It, 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 we were a team for, for life. As long as he was safe there. He, he was the same age as me, only uh, eight months ahead of me, that's all. Now, you're still involved, uh, at least in keeping uh, going with watching the weather. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, sure. I got my computer going all the time, and I'm watching, and I uh, I do what maybe you might do, too. You, you go to the discussions, and I go to discussions of all the New England uh, setups, including uh, uh, Albany, uh, and uh, I'd love to see the discussions. And now they, they uh, last weekend uh, they were writing five page long discussions about the big storm wow and yep. I, I don't yep. know if you ever do that but i i like to read those things and i i don't need any computers or even know how to run a computer i can just read it here that what uh, the each one of the they all looking at the same computers and some are giving the name the, the, all the, the boss that likes the name all of the time more than anything mm-hmm. else but uh, they they mention all the other different ones and they must talk about a dozen or more of them they could they tell what each one says and boston this last time on page four said now let's take a look and see what could go wrong (laughs) (laughs) if if people could if the general public have a good knew how to find that stuff they get a big kick out of it oh i think so i think you're right dick goddard is our chief meteorologist at wjw and he's 78 and I love what what he says about putting 10 meteorologists, lock them in a room, give them the same information, and when they come out of the room, they'll have 15 different forecasts. Well, but they were all pretty near right this last time, mm-hmm. and I, I got such a kick out of turning on my computer and uh, looking at the, at the snow falling down in Atlanta and, and over and over, over in, uh, in uh, Alabama from the cold lower loft, and they got quite a little snow on the ground. Oh, yeah. The average person couldn't, would never understand how it could be snowing down there or not in mm-hmm. the middle somewhere, but, mm-hmm. you know, that cold air loft, it was something. Anyhow, they it, it did that didn't do too much up here, and up here we got the big piles 10 feet high around the roadsides and everything else, but uh, uh, we're, we're, we're used to it, but we've had enough, and uh, and uh, this morning we were eight above here. Of course, Concord, New Hampshire is a cold spot up here, as you know, because it's low and flat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, when, when it starts to warm up a little bit aloft, my washing gets warmer than the valley, as you well know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to see what happens. I I think that most of the snow that's falling from Boston south is going to be melted pretty much by the by early next week. That's my guess. And that's the official Don Kent forecast, and that's, that's what my, I like my, about you. My educated guess. <laughs> Based on what I see, but we 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 are in L- Laconia, and we're on the uh, one mile west of the west shore of Lake Winnipesaukee, mm. and where uh, elevation of the lake is five hundred two feet, 
and we're another couple hundred feet above that. And when you're when you're 50 miles back from the Atlantic coast, and you're at that elevation, you're right about on the line that gets the snow most all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless the wind goes southwest. And it goes southwest, and the warm front breaks through. And it looks like the warm front, that we conquered, and sometimes gets more snow than us, but also mm-hmm. they get more rain than what Right. So, because they're a little close to the coast and more farther south by 20 miles. Lake Winnipesaukee is such a beautiful, beautiful lake. For those that are perhaps downloading uh, this podcast in various other places around uh, the country, check it out on a map or just take a look at some of the Google images of and Lake Winnipesaukee. You don't see all the islands, but there are over 100 islands in the lake. The lake is 25 miles long, and Alton is at the south end of the lake. Mm-hmm. Alton, A-L-T-O-N, and Meredith and, uh, is at the north end, one of the north end areas. And then the mountains in some places almost come right down to the water. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really, this is a gorgeous place. And Don, at 91 years old, you are still just as passionate about weather as you were when you were 20. And that's so evident. That's true. (laughs) My wife uh, doesn't want to hear any more of this talk at all. She said this so many times. She says, who cares? And she's a very wonderful wife, but she's she's had enough of it. Well, I think in the number of times that I've called, she has been the one to answer the telephone, and uh, it's like, oh, it's that weatherman from Ohio again. Here you go. <laughs> it's it's, it's the young, young kids that aren't kids anymore, guys that are 60, 70 years old and with me. Uh, they call in from Vermont all over and on the lake here up in Winnipesaukee there because there's so much activity on it and there's so much ice fishing and ice boating and all kinds of stuff in the way. There's something going on all the time. There's a lot lot going on up here, but you don't know what to say. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to to turn people off by getting too enthusiastic about it. Oh, I don't know. I think that kind of passion is is uh, catchy. And uh, from one former New Englander to another, a lot of people are in the in the very same camp. When I tell you, thank you, thank you for what you brought to the table in exposing uh, wonderful science and getting people interested in the weather. And uh, we sure do appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on Weather Jazz. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I hope we haven't been too boring with. <laughs> but we are saying we we uh, to call it divine guidance that we've been so fortunate. Oh, absolutely! God bless you, Don, and uh, may you have many, many more years of isobars and fascination with weather. <laughs> okay, but my time is coming. You can be sure. <laughs> Ninety-one and counting. <laughs> I think that's great. Let it be one ten. Thank you. All right. Right up. I have very fond memories of watching Don at 6.55 in the morning, and since the bus picked me up for middle school at 7.05 at the corner of our street, I had my run to the top of that street timed right down to the second so that I could watch and listen to every word in his weathercast before bolting out the door for the school day. What an absolute gentleman Don Kent was in this life, and uh, certainly something that we will all remember. I'll also uh, very much cherish a letter that he wrote me after I sent him a copy of the Weather Jazz podcast on CD, 
And uh, the the letter was truly amazing. Uh, and I'm going to post one sentence from that letter that he gave to me on my uh, weatherjazz.com website. Just look for it on episode number 123, and I'm going to essentially read you that sentence or that one line which truly humbled me in in a way that uh, no other letter in my television career has ever done. And Don wrote, I think the jazz podcast which you sent me are the most important part of my weather career. Boy, talk about a humbling sentence indeed to... Uh, be a young man, uh, really a boy, watching his television weathercasts on WBZ in Boston from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and revering him and enjoying every word that came out of his mouth because it was just so rich in science and meteorology content. And here I was decades later receiving a letter from him telling me that my podcast was the most important part of his career. I still have a a tough time wrapping my head around that, but I'm so, so grateful for that. And his wife and I struck up a a friendship, and we, too, uh, traded some letters uh, until recently. And I know someday in eternity we will enjoy uh, a nice lunch and have a good laugh over our meteorology careers over the years. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, the archive episode that we just listened to from 2009. And I hope that you will help me spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. Tell people about it. Share the link. Share weatherjazz.com link. If you listen to it on any number of podcast platforms, whether it be Stitcher or Radio Public or Apple Podcast or Spotify, I'm on all of them. Make sure you tell people about them so that they too can subscribe. We have a lot of fun here, and we'll continue to do that as we go along. Special thanks to those of you who have partnered to support Weather Jazz to further expand future episodes and the frequency of the topics covered. And if you'd like to partner with Weather Jazz, consider becoming a monthly Weather Jazz supporter. You'll find the link at the bottom of each episode at weatherjazz.com. Now, if you have a question or topic suggestion, I welcome your input. Many, many ways that you can get in touch with me. The first is email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Again, that's weatherjazz, one word, at yahoo.com. And now I also have uh, text or voicemail that is available at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. The number, here we go. Get ready. It's 234-525-5888. Very easy to remember. Again, that's 234 234- Five two five five eight eight eight. And again, if you're listening to Weather Jazz via one of many podcast apps available, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area or plan to visit, simply traveling through perhaps, you can catch my 5 and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television, Fox 8, or from anywhere online live at fox 8 
www.thepowerhouse.com. Have a wonderful week ahead, and we'll catch you next go-around right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Weather Jazz Podcast.